0: Good morning for Friday, September 7th, 2012. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Obama asks for time to achieve revival. Huge step taken by Europe's bank to abate a crisis. And long-term care looms as rising Medicaid cost. In this morning's national news headlines, Bishop is guilty of bid to shield pedophile priest. Drought spurs more animals to try dining in town. And a Kennedy wins congressional primary in Massachusetts. In this morning's business headlines, the Dow was up 244 points yesterday. Markets soar to a four-year high on euro moves. Apple plans web radio challenge to Pandora. And Amazon unveils a new round of its Kindle e-readers. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too. roundup from the Sports Page and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from the Democratic National Convention in Charlotte. Obama asks for time to achieve revival. Reported by Helene Cooper and Peter Baker. President Obama accepted the Democratic nomination for a second term on Thursday night making a forceful argument that he had rescued the economy from disaster and ushered in a recovery that would be imperiled by a return to Republican stewardship. Obama conceded the country's continuing difficulties while defending his record and pleading for more time to carry out his agenda. He laid out a long-term blueprint for revival in an era obsessed with short-term expectations. I won't pretend the path I'm offering is quick or easy, Obama told a packed arena, You didn't elect me to tell you what you wanted to hear. You elected me to tell you the truth. And the truth is, it will take more than a few years for us to solve challenges that have built up over decades. The president's appearance at Time Warner Cable Arena underscored the tumultuous journey he and the country have been on since his first nomination in Denver. Four years after fireworks consecrated his storybook campaign to become the nation's first African-American president, Obama took the stage on Thursday as a politician who'd come down to earth and was locked in the fight of his life against the Republican nominee, Mitt Romney. The stirring outsider's message had become an appeal for continuity. The mantra of reform was now a vigorous defense of his current course. The change signs waved in 2008 had been replaced with placards saying, forward, the word promise, which he used 32 times in his acceptance speech in 2008, came up just seven times on Thursday. Obama issued a string of specific promises, including one million new manufacturing jobs and $4 trillion in deficit reduction. But he was largely making the case that he'd put in place the foundation for a revived country if voters only given enough time to work. If at times it had the feel of a State of the Union address, that was an intentional effort to jab his opponent, Romney, to be more specific about how he would carry out his promises maximizing the gulf between the parties. They want your vote, but they don't want you to know their plan, Obama said, and that's because all they have to offer is the same prescription they've had for the last 30 years. Obama's speech punctuated back-to-back political conventions in which the two parties delivered radically different visions for how to end the economic malaise that has afflicted the country since 2008 and framed the two-month sprint to Election Day. This is the second front-page story written from Frankfurt. Huge step taken by Europe's bank to abate a crisis. Reported by Jack Ewing and Stephen Erlanger. The European Central Bank on Thursday took its most ambitious step yet toward easing the Eurozone crisis, throwing its unlimited financial clout behind an effort to protect Spain and Italy from financial collapse. Mario Draghi, the president of the Central Bank, won nearly unanimous support from the bank's board to buy vast amounts of government bonds, a move that would relieve investor pressure on troubled countries but also spread responsibility for repaying national debts to the Eurozone countries as a group. The decision propels political leaders farther down the road toward a Europe with centralized control over government spending and economic policy instead of a collection of nation-states that sometimes seem to share little more than a currency and a slumping regional economy. Draghi demonstrated once again that he may be Europe's most powerful leader perhaps the only one capable of brokering an accord among politicians whose national concerns and mistrust of one another have allowed the crisis to boil for two and a half years. But there's a risk once again that monetary policy is moving faster than political leaders are able to create the institutions needed to ensure the survival of the common currency. For the central bank itself, The pledge on Thursday to buy bonds from sovereign states, in conjunction with the fund financed by governments in the 17 European Union nations that use the euro, is a major evolution from its original narrow mandate to restrain inflation. The bank and Draghi had the quiet support of all European leaders in taking this latest action, aimed at keeping bond speculators from driving Spain and Italy into budget-blowing borrowing costs. The euro is irreversible, he repeated several times Thursday. Next, Nina Bernstein reports long-term care looms as rising Medicaid cost. Medicaid has long conjured up images of inner-city clinics jammed with poor families. Its far less visible role is the only safety net for millions of...